Hey, welcome to How to Write a Novel, the weekly chronicle of a guy writing a novel. So, uh, man, I have really turned a corner with rain. I really used to love rain. I used to love it when I was a kid. I extra loved it when I was a teenager, because, you know, rain. <laughs> but I hate it now. God, I fucking hate it. Just like the last two days, just non-stop rain, just that sheet of gray across all of British fucking Columbia. And not like the kind of, like there's a lot of rain here that you can sort of semi-ignore. You know, you're just walking and it's like, I know later I'll get inside and realize how wet I am, but right now I'm just kind of not feeling it. It's just like, whatever. This was beyond that. This was like really hard rain. And stupid me, I didn't have an umbrella because my last umbrella, like when it gets windy and my fucking umbrella got blown inside out and it just like made me so mad. That was that episode where I was really mad about the weather. So I'm like, I'd rather get wet than deal with an umbrella in the wind. That just makes me more angry. But I realized yesterday that, uh, no, I do need an umbrella. It's not optional. Cause I was just like trapped and it's such a bad feeling of just like, fuck just everywhere sucks. I can't go anywhere to escape this. It's just garbage. So I bought a new controller for my fucking computer and I just like haven't played video games in a while so I'm like let me just sit down and play video games and just like do something to try to ignore this. Ugh. But then I got lucky as I left this Airbnb I'm at. Cause that's the other thing too. I didn't have an umbrella because it's never far to get to transit in BC. It's a really good transit system here. But this Airbnb I'm at this month, I really like it because there's this really cool park that is like really beautiful that I have to walk through, but it's a long walk. This happened to me when I was, I'm in Surrey now, this happened also in Coquitlam. I had to walk basically down a mountain and it was gorgeous. But in both cases, you know, it takes me an hour to get to the train and it's like, fuck, I gotta walk through this. And actually, I'm coming up on that park, and it's like 11 o'clock at night. It's going to be creepy, but I think I'm going to pull out the flashlight on my phone, and I'm going to walk through the park, creep myself out, or possibly get stabbed or eaten by a bear. But I got lucky as I left this Airbnb. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just get wet then. I've got no choice. I'll trudge to the store and buy a fucking umbrella when I get there. But there just happened to be an umbrella outside that house. Somebody had just left an umbrella outside the front door. So I don't know. Maybe I fucked over the guy who owns that house. But I'm like, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. It's raining so hard. And there's an umbrella right there. So I borrowed the umbrella. And it rescued me. But basically, yeah, just my fucking tolerance for the rain has just bottomed out. I'm just like... It's one of those things where I just, I don't have tolerance anymore. It's like as soon as the weather gets shitty, it doesn't take time for it to wear me down. I'm just immediately done. I just have no defenses against it anymore. I'm like, I hate this. I fucking hate it. I was born in snow and I'll die in snow. I am a snow person, not a rain person. Rain is worse. Rain sucks. But yeah, so this was an extremely slow week, even by my very slow standards for writing. Like, I really, really, really took a long time to finish this one chapter I'm working on, but I just finished it today, so I'm like, cool, let me record about that. 
And then once I pieced it all together and put the chapter together, again, I don't know how many words these things are because the thing on my phone just doesn't have a word count. I just go by how many K big the file is. And it was only 8K, where the average chapter is more like 12 or 16K. So this chapter is only half the size of an average chapter, and it really took forever. But now that it's done, I think it's another good example of the thing I just keep saying, rambling about over and over, is that, uh, is that I think going slow is fine. I really think it's no big deal as long as it's consistent. As long as you're working every day and consistently moving forward, even if each day is just a tiny little thing, that's good enough. Alright, I'm heading into this park now. Creepsville. It's so dark in here. It's mostly just that if I could just guarantee that there was no one else in here. I mean, surely there's not, because it's pitch fucking black in here. And it really is just woods, this thing. It is like full-on woods with just a path through it. But it's just that if I know that if I do run into somebody, it's just going to scare the shit out of me. It's going to be terrifying and unexpected. Yeah, it's hard to talk because I feel like I just want to listen. I just want to listen to the sound of the woods. I suppose if a wolf is going to tear my throat out, I want to hear it. Oh, I'm still... I can still hear the road from here. I'm not super deep in. Anyway... I keep thinking I see things, too. Oh, but man, yeah, if I take down my fucking flashlight, I can't see anything. Crazy. But yeah, so this chapter, I was talking about it last episode, that I had this one idea for the chapter, and it just wasn't feeling right, so I was just thinking, like, no, okay, let me try this other thing. So basically what this chapter boils down to, my book, my quick primer for my book, it's a girl from a violent alien race who gets marooned on a space station of non-violent people. And she's just got to deal with their culture. She hates being there, she hates being around them, but she's got no choice, she's stuck. And this chapter basically is just that one of the aliens mouths off to her, and she gets mad and hits him. <laughs> and that's really it. But even going through that, like, okay, so there's the standard, like, the resistance feeling that uh, that book, The War of Art, talks about a lot. And it really is, like, that book's got a few weird parts in it, but that basic premise is very true of just that feeling of resistance. There's just something, when you're working on artistic stuff, there's just something that just resists, that you just don't want to do it. You just feel this big push against it, like... You know it's something you want to do, you know it's something you're excited about. But when it comes time to sit down and work on it, there's something in you that just doesn't want to do it. And I was feeling that big time this week, like, hugely. Just every day it felt like pulling teeth, even these days when it was rainy and I had nothing else to do. Like, I just spent like a whole day at uh, Surrey Central Mall, <laughs> like two days ago because it was raining so hard. It's like once I got to the mall, I'm like, well, I guess I'll just stay in the stupid fucking mall all day. Watch little dumb videos on my phone and just listen to podcasts and do whatever. There was nothing else to distract me, but it still took me all day to finally go to the little blends coffee that's in there and sit down to work. But then once I did, 
I liked it, like even then. So I went and got the coffee, switched off whatever podcast I was listening to, like switched to music to kind of get me into that mindset of like, okay, we're listening to music now. We're not distracted by a podcast. And even then I sat down and it's just like, oh, I just don't want to do this. I just don't want to pull up this chapter. I just don't want to work on this. Why exactly? Who knows? Who knows? Just just feeling it that. So so I watched some more shit on my phone. <laughs> I just started watching the old anime Marmalade Boy again because I used to love that fucking dumb show. It's like hyper domestic romance cartoon. That they just don't make cartoons that that hyper domestic anymore. <laughs> like it's just so pedestrian, but I like that about it. Like I like things that are severe, even if they're severely normal. You know, pick a fucking target and just go full bore. The Marmalade Boy sure does that. For high school romance. But yeah, so then finally, it's like, okay, I've kind of eased in. Now I'm sitting at this coffee shop. I'm, I've just been here for a few little 10 minutes or whatever, watching shit on my phone. I'm just comfortable that, okay, here's where I am. This is what I'm doing. And just kind of ease into it. Like, that's what always happens with me. I can't force myself. I can't push. I just got to ease my way in. And then I started working on it, and it was fun. Man, I'm definitely deep in now. No more traffic sounds out here. Just the sounds of nature, and they're loud. It's weird that that's not like from a sound effects library. Or, or like when I was a kid, my friend Terry had a, a record of sound effects. That that really is just like swamp creatures making noise. Like, this is what the world is supposed to sound like. Bare minimum. Maybe louder. <laughs> it just is so weird to me. I mean, our world is loud as fuck from cars. Once you get people out of the equation, man, the world's fucking loud. Still. So yeah, one thing I think is interesting is just trying to unravel yourself, you know? Like, trying to understand your own mind and your own mindset of how things work. Dude, this is just getting louder. I'm moving closer to... I mean, what are those? Frogs? What the fuck makes that noise? Must be frogs, right? But yeah, trying to unravel your own kind of mental processes. Like, I know that it takes me a while to get comfortable every day. I know I've got to ease into doing work. I know that uh, there's always going to be that feeling of resistance that you got to push back against or... You know, not push back, but maneuver around. So there's always that. But then, what if you still feel the push? You know, what if you've been there for a while, you're all comfortable, you're in the coffee shop, you got the coffee, you fucking whatever, you just did whatever. Oh yeah, those are totally frogs. This is frog town. But yeah, what happens if you still feel the push? Because it, it all feels similar. I mean, it's just a generic feeling. It's just a feeling of tenseness, a feeling of, I don't want to proceed with this project for whatever reason. But I guess I've had to kind of learn to differentiate, or not differentiate, but just be aware that 
there's two different things going on that both feel the same. <laughs> that there's the generic resistance and then there's the resistance because this is the wrong thing, that there's something wrong with this story. And that totally happened with this chapter where it's like, I came up with this new idea for the chapter, I put aside my old idea, and I'm working on this new chapter and I'm almost sure that this is the thing. I'm almost sure that this is right, that this is what I want to do. But then things are just going really slow all week. I'm really having to break this chapter down into very small pieces to make it more approachable. Like I jotted down rough notes for the whole chapter. And then it was just like, let's just take this a little bit at a time. Okay, here's like two or three paragraphs. Let's just write those and put them aside as a file. And then the next day, let's just do another couple paragraphs. One of them was even one day I only did one paragraph. Man, I don't think I should walk through here at night anymore. <laughs> it's a 99.99% chance that I'm just going to be by myself, but I'm just tense. I'm just scared. I mean, I feel like I'm in a horror movie right now. I keep thinking, like, what if some guy did come running at me with a knife right now or something? Which, who knows? It's British Columbia. There's crazy homeless people everywhere. This wouldn't be the worst place to live. In the park. That would just be so terrifying that even just kind of pontificating about it in the back of my mind while I'm trying to talk. I'm very tense right now. <laughs> I feel scaredy cat. But yeah, this chapter's going real, real slow, and then eventually I hit this point where it's just like, like it's just more weight than I can push. Like I'm just trying to move forward and it just won't happen. scary. <laughs> this is like, I can eat your fucking heart out, Blair Witch. So what I eventually kind of figured out or realized where I was stuck is this part where it's basically this guy, this alien on the ship is mouthing off to her and I got a little line about how he's talking like an ancient version of their language that the translator she's got doesn't do anything with. She can't tell what he's saying, but she's just going to say, like, or think how funny it is that the body language is so universal. Like, this is just your generic asshole who just wants to get in your face and just wants to start some shit. It doesn't matter that she can't tell what he's saying. It doesn't matter what he's saying. It's obvious what he's saying just by the way that he is being. So she basically, because he can understand her, so she just says, like, the kind of... They're like, say one more thing, come on, do it. Just say one more thing. Let me show these people that are gathered around. Let me give them a little lesson about my species. Let me show, let me show everybody what I'm like, because I'm a fucking psycho. She doesn't say all this, but this is what she is. She's from a barbaric society. She loves violence. She doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. It's a normal way to communicate for her. So she's like, do it, man. I know I'm on your ship. I know I'm not supposed to, but just say one more thing. Just let me beat this shit out of you. And the guy says one more thing, <laughs> and uh, I came up with the thing he's going to say. She's going to ask somebody later what it means, and it's like this weird insult. I was all happy with all that. 
But where I was stuck, so I've got this thing with her species where they're big into instinct. It's like, don't give yourself time to think. Even in that, just that millimeter, even in just that little nanosecond, that microscopic little moment that the synapse in your brain is trying to decide what to do, you've already lost because her species acts on instinct and they've already hit you in the face. You know, you're already down. You already lost that first move because nothing can trump instinct. The fastest thing in the world isn't as fast as how she's been trained to react. But how I had it in my notes, how I was gonna write it is that it was gonna be like slow motion, like because it's instinct, it was gonna be this like real like languid description of her kind of tackling the guy and then like smashing his face into the ground as they land and just like all really easy for her because she's so well trained and this instinctual thing. But that's what I realized was the problem is like that's actually really boring. It's like a really boring way to describe violence. For it to be like this slow-mo ballet where she's having this big stream of consciousness and thinking all these little thoughts it's like the Matrix moment, you know? It's like slow-mo. Kind of reminded me of this dude I used to know online when I was part of like a writing forum way back in the day. Oh, I'm almost back out of the woods. I can see a building. I think I can hear some cars. So let's finish this in the woods so I don't get the car noise. But uh, this guy that I knew when I was like 19 or 20 that... Uh, I remember he sent me a chapter that he wrote for like the start of a book where it's just a guy taking a shit. But he described it over like three or four pages with like the most florid prose, the purplest prose you can imagine. Because he thought it was funny to like describe something as gross as taking a shit in this beautiful language. But I remember I just asked him like, but why though? <laughs> like, why are you doing that? And he's like, oh, just because I think it's funny which is totally something a 19 or 20 year old would do. Just sort of contrary and just, you know, whatever. And that came back to me after all these years of like that idea of the long languid prose about taking a shit. I'm like, am I kind of doing that? Just that while this, this fight is happening, while she's sailing through the air, having all these deep thoughts, like am I kind of doing that same dumb thing? <laughs> no offense to that guy. But, you know, just kind of that pretentious thing of like, how is this appropriate? How does this fit? Why am I doing this? Does this add to the moment? Does this fit with the moment? Or is this just some way for me to seem fancy? Because <laughs> you know? like, that's such a bad thing. You just don't want that to happen. You don't want yourself to take precedence over the story. You know, you don't want someone to, to get taken out of the moment because they're thinking about me sitting down writing this thing, you know? Very, very much not what I want to do. So I kind of realized, the same way I realized last week that this whole chapter needed to be tossed, this was a smaller version of just like, the chapter's fine, but this part needs to go. This is the wrong thing. So I tried rewriting it where she doesn't fight the guy, she just thinks about how much she wants to fight him, but I'm like, ah, oh, that's a cop-out. Because I used to do that too. I had this story that I was writing when I was in high school. This guy named Frank. <laughs> and 
And I remember there was a lot of that in that story, because I remember there was enough of it that my friend Brad pointed it out. He's like, do you realize how often this guy in this story just sits in class and thinks about how he wants to say this, and he thinks about how he wants to leave, and he thinks about all these things that he doesn't do? And that didn't really occur to me as a problem at the time, because I'm like, well, that's what I do all day at school. I just think about how I hate it. Very rarely I would mouth off to a teacher, but I mean, I don't know, twice, three times in my life, very rare. But that also came back to me as like, okay, I don't want to do that though, because again, that's fine. I was in high school. I was terrible at writing. <laughs> like, I can write stuff where people think and never act all I want. Man, I feel better being by the road, like just knowing that I'm right by <laughs> civilization again. That was fucking scary, dude. So deep in those woods. Uh, so yeah, so basically what I came up with is I was going to keep the violence, but it was going to be way smaller and quicker and the reverse. Instead of it being like this matrixy situation where she can see all the angles, it's the opposite. Her instinct makes her unaware of what happened, because how could she be aware? That's the whole point of it. That was my whole concept is that this happens faster than cognition. So instead, the guy mouths off to her and she basically headbutts him so fast, knocks him the fuck out that she doesn't know it's happened until he's laying on the ground. And she feels that she just had headbutted someone, <laughs> you know. Like her first opportunity to make a choice and to direct the action in this sequence of events is after that first headbutt is landed because that's what the instinct is that's the whole thing is like that's what she does that's what her people do that's what they're trained to do is just pop off so fast that nobody including them could possibly be faster you know could possibly anticipate this action and that worked so much better and it's like ah and i just man i just felt so great today when i finally finished all that up and finished the first draft of this chapter I don't know if it's a good chapter or not. It might be real shitty. But it's good enough to be the first draft. So then after she hit the guy, so now she she wants to keep fighting him. And she, you know, now is where it kicks in that like, okay, yeah, I'm on this ship and these people, uh, I'm their guest or whatever. So I won't go any further than this. But this awesome thing I wrote that I just loved so much about how much she wants to keep punching this guy, how much she wants to straddle him, she just wants to punch his head till it fucking explodes, she just wants whatever these weird aliens use for blood to be all over her fists, and she wants everyone around to watch her kill this guy, because she really has no qualms at all about killing people that have wronged her in any way, it's like, hey, you stepped over the line, this is what we do, I'm going to treat you like I would treat anybody from my species, and that means you're going to die, motherfucker, <laughs> and I just... I loved this description because now's the right time. Now's the time when I can get into it a little bit. Oh man, the light just died on my stupid smartphone. <laughs> just in time though, because I'm ready to get out of here. Yeah, and just the mega violence, because that hasn't really come up in this story yet. Like, it hasn't been made fully clear just how fucking crazy this chick is and exactly how barbaric the place she came from is that she just wants to kill this guy and she wouldn't even feel bad about it. She actually feels bad not doing it. And it's this extreme weight. It's really hard for her not to do it, not to just take this guy out. 
And yeah, basically that's, that's it. Slow week, took forever to write this chapter. It's a pretty short chapter, but I'm so happy with it now. And it's like that thing of like, like this just seems so much more important than anything else. Like when other people talk about writing and they're like, oh, will people like it? Is this marketable? Will an editor like it? Will a publisher like it? Blah, 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 blah. Like I just don't think of any of that. To me, then none of that is important. What I think about is like, no matter what happens to this, even if this was like a story that I just printed off and put in a shoebox that was just, you know, under my bed for my whole life, or the digital equivalent, which I guess would be to put it out online and no one cares and no one ever reads it. Like that'd be okay because I would like it, you know? I would know that this chapter took me all fucking week to write 8K of text, but I like it. I like it so much. I like it so much better than idea one, and I like it so much better than idea two, and I'm just glad that I took the time to get to this end result that I really like. All right, for song of the day, let's play Giant by Banks and Steels. So this is just this fucking weird sideband by one of the dudes from the Wu-Tang Clan and the singer from Interpol. And they started this little group called Banks and Steels that as far as I can tell didn't make any big dents on anything. But this song, Giant, I know it because it was uh, on a wrestling pay-per-view. It was NXT Brooklyn 2, if I remember right. And this song was so good in that context of just like the song that they play in between matches and just like the way it sounded piped into an arena. Well, I guess not because when you watch it on TV, you don't really get the arena sound. But it was so good, so appropriate for a wrestling show. It just seems so awesome. And I've loved this song ever since. And just like uh, Inhaler that I played two episodes back, it's another case of like, just I think this is the only song that I like, but man, I like this song. And that's one thing that I kind of was juggling the idea of talking about pro wrestling, because that's something like back in like the year 2000, I was really into wrestling for a little while. You know, a few years. And then I took a 10 year break where I just fell off. And like, that's what wrestling's like. Like when you're into it, it's all you want to see. Wrestling fans only care about wrestling, <laughs> you know? But once you're out, you can't imagine giving a shit. Like even as a previous fan, I was like, dude, I don't know what's happening now. I don't care. I remember, I still feel a little bad about it, that wrestling was coming pretty near my hometown. It was like an hour drive away. And my dad was like, hey, you want to go? I know you like wrestling. And we, like, we never do stuff together. I almost never do stuff with my dad. And I would have, because I just like to do stuff with him when I get a chance. Like we saw George Carlin together. That was awesome. We saw Guns N' Roses. But I was like, you know, I was out with wrestling. It's like, I don't know who any of the wrestlers are now. I don't follow any of the stories and shit. I was just like, I just can't bring myself to do it because it just seems so crushingly boring. You know, I'm like, like when you're in, you're in. And when you're out, you're out. I was like, sorry, dad. I just, I just don't want to. I don't care about wrestling. But then I got back in. <laughs> I took a 10 year break, which I think is a good idea with something as dumb as wrestling. Like if you're not enjoying it, just stop. Like wrestling fans make themselves miserable because they won't stop watching. When I think if you take a 10 year break, man, when I came back, I came back big. Now I'm big into it again. And I'm like, fuck, I love wrestling. I love the simplicity of it. I love just entrance music playing and just a guy walking down the ramp or a girl. Women's wrestling has become amazing now. It's like so good. Some of the best shit I've seen in my entire wrestling fandom is women's wrestling in WWE and NXT. It's so fucking, it's crazy how good some of it is. And like the theater in the round interpretation of what they do and like the physical storytelling and fucking just the simplicity of like you just 
like there isn't subtext to these characters. It's like, this is what I am. I'm just projecting what I am. And I love that feeling where there is subtext, but the subtext is like the real life politics of the real life people happening underneath the storylines. And the wrestling is fake thing is just the dumbest thing in the world because it's amazing what they do. It's like a fight scene from a movie all in one take, just done in front of people. It's fucking incredible. But I never really brought it up because at the same time, it's really dumb. And a lot of times it's really bad. And I was like, I don't need to try to explain this to people. Whatever. If they find wrestling, they do. If they don't, they don't. But I just saw this great video. The guy's name is Wolf. I actually forget the exact name of the video, but it's something about like the why wrestling is so fascinating. But if you go on YouTube and type Eyepatch Wolf Wrestling, it'll come up. And it's like a half hour video, it is so good. If you're a storytelling person and you're interested in storytelling, this guy does such a good job of sort of distilling at least some of why pro wrestling is so interesting and why it's so unique and why it's worth checking out, at least on some level, you know? Even if you don't want to get into WWE proper, because a lot of it really is kind of bad, they have a sideshow, their developmental show. It's only an hour a week. It's called NXT. It's so great, <laughs> you know? And it's like a small commitment every week to watch it for a while. And it actually does pay off, unlike the main shows of wrestling. Like, a lot of times their storylines fizzle. It's like a weird soap opera. It just goes nowhere. NXT is small and easily contained, and it generally does build up to things in a logical way. I think it's the best way for a new person to get into wrestling, and, uh, and at the same time is kind of the best, <laughs> the best wrestling there is out there right now. Anyway, all that is to say, I heard this song on a wrestling pay-per-view, and it's awesome. So here is Giant by Banks and Steels, and I'll talk to you next time. So it's the next day, and even though I said I wasn't going to walk through these woods again, I did it again. <laughs> and I'm coming toward the end now, but man, it's just so scary. Like, as long as I was moving, it wasn't so bad. Just keep walking. I was listening to a podcast in one ear, but I had the other ear open just in case, you know, just to hear if anything's happening. Just a lot of frogs again, but now that I'm getting toward the end, I was like, let me just stop here and uh, take a piss. 
and standing in one place and just like looking around with my camera flashlight, like looking this way, looking that way. It's just so goddamn scary, man. It's crazy. And it's just, I think that's interesting because like that notion that the reason why it feels tough to do something like write a book, you know, to do something individual and unique and personal like this, like it clearly bucks against something natural inside of us, you know, something inside of us is like, don't do it, that resistance feeling. And man, just times like this just make it so clear that like, of course, we're supposed to be sociable creatures. And of course, we're supposed to follow along with the group because like if this was the world you know if I was just in the woods world the pre-electric light world man like the nighttime is so scary there could be anything out there there could be animals there could be opposing tribes if I was on my own I'd be dead like of course everything inside of us tells us not to be alone because alone is death. It's not some kind of ideological fucking thing and like, oh, you're supposed to be independent and you're supposed to be able to look after yourself. Fuck all that. That's all made up. That's all new. That's all bullshit, <laughs> you know? That's something we have the luxury now to fuck with and to experiment with and to try and like, let's go off on our own. Let's do weird stuff. But just in the physical reality of the world, of everything that we are built to be, of course everyone is a collectivist. Of course everyone just goes with the group and goes with the tribe. Like, of course they do. Of course people are built to be this way. It just seems so clear and so obvious because when you're by yourself in the woods, it's so fucking scary. It's the scariest thing to just be by yourself in the dark. Oh, oh. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. <laughs> Because, like, when I was outside, when I walked past the path that leads in here, I'm like, yeah, whatever, I don't feel scared right now, I feel fine, let's just go in. It'll be bracing, it'll be fun. And it is, it's exciting, gets your fucking heart going, but... Then once I'm in it, I'm like, oh, big mistake, this is fucked up, man, this isn't fun, this is scary. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Oh. Unum. 
They changing climates and replacing humans in fracking soils, wild bordeaux and forests. But they can't defeat us. They could not destroy us. Are we dreaming the same dream of money, guns, and gasoline? And nicotine for the average team. CFOs are after cream. GMOs extracting genes with everyone on my TV. Yeah. Giant.